Salvation belongs to our God, who sits upon the throne and to the Lamb. Praise and glory, wisdom and thanks, honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Welcome to Prairie Street. Today is the first Sunday of Lent, and we are celebrating. It's kind of a hard piece to connect, but um, there's a lot of joy. Prairie Street has been full of activity this weekend, and we are so glad to have new faces here, so welcome. Let's pray. Jesus, you are with us. You love us. Move among us and teach us to love and live like you. Amen. Please turn in the blue hymnal to number one. What is this place? And those who are able, please stand. Please turn in the blue folder to number six. Eres todo poderoso. Number six in the blue folder. I'm going to read the 
English translation of this, and then Ellen's going to work with us on the pronunciation. Jesus, you are the only reason for my adoration. The only motivation in my life for living is you, my Lord. You are my only truth. You are my light and my salvation. I only live to love and praise you, my Lord, for you are almighty, great, and majestic. You are strong and invincible. There is no one like you. So would you uh, recite after me? I'm going to phrase, uh, repeat some phrases in Spanish, and this is what we will be singing. La única razón de mi adoración. La única razón de mi adoración. Eres tú mi Jesús. Eres tú mi Jesús. Mi único motivo para vivir. Mi único motivo para vivir. Eres tú mi Señor. Eres tú mi Señor. Mi única verdad está en ti. Mi única verdad está en ti. Eres mi luz y mi salvación. Eres mi luz y mi salvación. Mi único amor eres tú, Señor. Mi único amor eres tú, Señor. Y por siempre te alabaré. Y por siempre te Those who are able, please stand.
and in the green sing the journey hymnal number 100 here i am we will sing through the printed verse the printed refrain and then we'll do one two and three at the bottom and then come back to the refrain God, we confess that we have sinned against you. We have not loved you with our whole heart or our neighbors as ourselves. We are sorry and we repent. Have mercy on us, God. Forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your way. 
to the glory of your name. Amen. Sisters and brothers, please stand to receive the words of assurance. And if you're comfortable, I invite you to extend your hands to receive this. May the Lord Almighty have mercy on us. Pardon and deliver us from all our sins. Confirm and strengthen us in all goodness. And keep us in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We have received the peace of Christ. Let us pass the peace with each other, saying, Peace be with you, and responding. And also be with you. La paz sea contigo, and responding. Kinder is going to be doing our children's time, so if we could have the children come forward, we will have that time. First thing we're going to do, we're going to do together. We're going to pass this basket around and fill it up with blessings so the people of God can keep doing the work of God in the world. Sometimes blessings look like money, and sometimes blessings look better than that. So you can fill this up with your blessings. You can take it, fill it with your blessings. Today, we're going to hear a story, one of the first stories from the first book of the Bible. It's a book called Genesis. And in this story, we hear that there's a garden that God created. And there's a lot of different kinds of plants, beautiful weather, and there's one special tree called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And there's two people in the garden. Their name is uh, Eve as a woman, and Adam, a man, they're both in the garden, and God told them, you can eat as much as you want, but not that tree. And one day, there was a serpent, which is another word for a snake, 
And I've never heard a snake talk before, but in this story, there's a snake who talks. And a snake came to Eve and suggested, why don't you try some of that fruit so you can know about good and evil just like God does? And they decided to disobey God. And Eve ate some of the fruit, and Adam ate some of the fruit. See, the fruit would give her knowledge about everything good and everything evil. It's like God knows about good and evil. And they ate the fruit and they became sad. And God became sad too. Do you know what evil means? I think that evil is when someone makes someone else feel sad on purpose. And I think that good is when someone makes someone else feel happy on purpose. I think evil leads to conflict. And I think good leads to peace. You know, God called the world good when it was created. I think that means that God created the world for us to be happy. It's a good thing. But it's really, really hard for us to know about evil things. It's really, really hard to know that some people are sad right now. Some people might get hurt today. Some people might be scared today. It's hard to know these things. So we need God's help all the time to keep creating good places. And that brings me to the other awesome part about today's church. We're getting new pastors today. They're right here, Quint and Sunitha. Do you know what a pastor is? Sometimes we just assume we know. Well, they're these people. What are they supposed to do? Sometimes we think of a pastor as a shepherd. I don't know if you've ever met a shepherd, but a shepherd is a person like you or like me who takes care of animals like sheep or goats or cows. A shepherd makes sure the animals are all safe and makes sure the animals are all healthy so that means the shepherd makes sure they have enough food to eat, enough water to drink, and if there's not enough, the shepherd leads them to another place. Now, let's think about what a good shepherd would do. Do you think a good shepherd would say, hmm, those sheep look hungry. Let's all go to Kroger and buy all of the candy so we can be full. No, no. Oh, we know that candy is full of sugar, and if that's all you eat, you won't feel very well. A good shepherd wouldn't take the sheep to the candy store. A good shepherd takes the sheep to a pasture that's full of good green grass and flowers. Now, do you think a good shepherd would see a sheep that's kind of sick and is too, too tired to walk? Do you think a shepherd would see a sheep over there too tired and sick do you think the shepherd would just keep going and leave them behind? I don't think so either. I think a good shepherd would notice that sheep and would make sure that that sheep has a safe place to rest and the right kinds of medicine to get better. So we have pastors at church to help all of us live with the knowledge of good and evil things. Our pastors help us remember that God knows us, and that God knows about evil. Our pastors help us remember that God will never leave us alone. God will always be there to help us do the good things that lead to peace. 
And I think it's wonderful that we have such great people to lead us towards that peace together. Let's say a prayer to say thank you to God. Let's pray together. God, thank you for creating this entire world. The sun is shining today, and we love that. We are sorry that so many things in the world are hard. Help us to remember that you won't leave us. And help us to remember that you've put other people in our lives to lead us into the peace that you've prepared for us. God, we love you. And we hope we can feel your love all day today. Amen. Go back to your seats now. La escritura de hoy viene del libro de Génesis, capítulo 3, versículos 1 a 7. Pero la serpiente era astuta, más que todos los animales del campo que Jehová Dios había hecho, la cual dijo a la mujer, ¿Con qué Dios os ha dicho no comáis de todo el árbol del huerto? Y la mujer re respondió a la serpiente, del fruto de los árboles del huerto podemos comer, pero del fruto del árbol que está en medio del huerto, dijo Dios, no comeréis de él, ni le tocaréis, para que no moráis. A reading from Genesis 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God say you shall not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it, or you shall die. Entonces la serpiente dijo a la mujer, No moraréis. Sino que sabe Dios que al día que comáis de él, serán abiertos vuestros ojos, y seréis como Dios, sabiendo el bien y el mal. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not die, for God knows that when you eat it of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Y vio la mujer que el árbol era bueno para comer, y que era agradable a los ojos, y árbol codiciable para alcanzar la sabiduría, y tomó de su fruto y comió. Y dio también a su marido, el cual comió así como ella. Entonces fueron abiertos los ojos de ambos, y conocieron que estaban desnudos. Entonces cosieron hojas de higuera, y se hicieron delantales. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to, to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, <clears throat> and they knew that they were naked, 
and they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. This is the word of the Lord. La palabra de Dios. Gracias a Dios. Our preacher this morning is Ben Ollenberger. He um, has been a professor at what he calls the seminary, and we are happy to have him with us this morning. Lord God, we ask that you will bless Ben as he speaks and that you will open our hearts and our minds to hear what you have us to hear. Fill this space with your spirit and lead us in your directions. Amen. <clears throat> Let me extend my welcome to all of you on this beautiful Sunday morning in Elkhart, Indiana. And what a joy is ours uh, this morning um, to uh, install our two new pastors, Sunitha Millsaps and Quinn Brennecke, two people who grew up dreaming of one day becoming a pastor at Prairie Street Mennonite Church. <laughs> Such is the wisdom and goodness of God that regardless what they dreamed, uh, we are here this morning for the installation of these two gifted people, Sunitha and Quinn. This Sunday morning, <clears throat> as Anna Ruth already mentioned, we're gathered not only for the installation service, this is also the first Sunday of Lent. Now, I don't preach all that often in this church, <clears throat> but I've been asked to preach on the first Sunday of Lent more than once. <laughs> and on each occasion, I have explained that growing up in the home of a Mennonite brethren preacher in Oklahoma, I never heard of Lent. Never heard of it until a high school friend told me that he couldn't watch television for the next several weeks because of Lent. Later, I learned that Lent has to do with the journey of Jesus to Jerusalem and the cross. It has to do with Good Friday and Palm Sunday and then Easter. And also with the temptation of Jesus, a 40-day temptation by the devil in the wilderness, and so the 40 days of Lent. Temptation or testing is the theme of the passage from Genesis read for us a few moments ago. It has its counterpart in the New Testament with the temptation, the testing of Jesus. We know the stories. If we have grown up in the church and if the church has done its job, we know the stories. We know the stories of Adam and Eve and of the devil tempting Jesus. God formed the first man, Adam, as a potter forms clay. A vessel of clay formed by God and then enlivened by God's own breath. God farmed, formed a man from dirt to farm the dirt. 
But then God planted a garden, an orchard, in Eden and put Adam in the orchard to care for it and to enjoy the fruit of all of its trees, except for one. From the tree of knowing good and evil, you must not eat. Why that prohibition? Why shouldn't Adam, why shouldn't we have this knowledge, this knowledge of good and evil? The expression good and evil here in this text, like similar expressions, head to toe, beginning and end, alpha and omega, A to Z, good and evil includes everything in between. It implies totality. It is all-encompassing. To know good and evil in this text of scripture means to have God-like knowledge, exactly as the serpent says. God knows when you eat from this forbidden tree, you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And the Lord God acknowledges the same thing later, saying that the man has become like God, knowing good and evil. Death followed quickly. Cain, the firstborn son of Adam and Eve, committed the first murder. And within a few generations, the earth was so thoroughly corrupted with violence that God all but gave up on the human experiment and with a flood washed the earth clean of all but one family and a few animals. All of us are descendants of Adam and Eve, yes, but also of Noah and Shaw. The Bible doesn't actually name Noah's wife, but in our house, she had to have a name. So Shaw, she became. Eve, our first mother, was centrally involved in this drama. She and the serpent conducted history's first recorded conversation, which was, of course, a theological discussion. They discussed God's command not to eat from the tree of knowing good and evil. And it was the serpent who told her about becoming like God. But Eve expressed no interest in becoming like God. She saw that the forbidden tree was good for food. It was attractive to look at. And it had the capacity to make one wise. Isn't wisdom a good thing? Neither Eve nor Adam, who shared the forbidden fruit, were grasping at divinity. It was only their disobedience, their acquiring God-like wisdom through disobedience, that made them rivals of God 
and led to their expulsion from Eden, God's garden. Acquiring God-like knowledge and determining for ourselves what to do with it has not served humankind well. Seven centuries ago, our ability to sail the seven seas led to an epidemic that killed more than half the population of Europe. In a more recent century, new technologies led to the enslavement in the Americas of millions of Africans, four million at slavery's height. In the past century, we acquired the capacity to destroy life on this planet through nuclear weapons. And now our technological abilities and economic shrewdness produce changes in the Earth's climate that put the planet's future in peril. Not because we intended to rival God, but because we have done so nonetheless. And this earthly garden, this earth is now threatened by rising seas and expanding deserts. The desert is where the Spirit drove Jesus to be tempted or tested by the devil. Jesus wasn't tempted to become like God. He didn't need to grasp at divinity. He was divine. The devil tempted Jesus to perform magic tricks that would satisfy the devil's own criteria of divinity, what would be in opposition to Jesus' mission as the Son of God, the mission he accomplished through his life of proclaiming judgment as salvation, judgment and salvation, performing acts of healing and compassion, and by whose suffering and death, resurrection from the dead, and ascension into heaven, we have been saved by grace and enjoyed the promise of eternal life, bless God. To our first parents, Adam and Eve, and then to our second first parents, Noah and Shaw, we owe our existence, no matter who we may be. Our first parents, were tempted, tested, and failed. And their transgression is our inheritance. But the Son of God, Jesus Christ, tested by the devil in the desert, resisted, remained faithful. And Jesus is our hope. The message of this first Sunday of Lent is about thanksgiving, acknowledging humbly who we are, acknowledging that we are dependent on the grace of God, and giving thanks that, thanks that God's grace is abundant beyond measure, and it includes us, all of us, in Jesus Christ. In this season of Lent, we remember Jesus' journey to Jerusalem and the cross. But our remembering the cross of Jesus can hardly be separated from the joy of our salvation. And that joy is itself joined with ours this day on the occasion 
of the installation of our pastors, Sunitha and Quinn. This is a good day for Prairie Street Mennonite Church. Every Sunday when we gather is a good day for this congregation. Some of you may have been gathering here for decades. Others may have become part of us only recently. It doesn't matter. You matter. But how long ago or how recently any of us first entered the doors of this building, that does not matter. Most of us came in by the back door this morning. We parked in the parking lot and walked to the door or somebody dropped us off at the back door and we walked down that long hall or were wheeled along it toward the steps leading up to the sanctuary or we rode the slow elevator. Every one of us though came into this Christian fellowship, into the community of Christian sisters and brothers, into the body of Christ through the back door. By way of a rejected and crucified Jew, our Savior, Jesus Christ, whom God raised from the dead and broke open, penetrated the gates of hell. The Apostle Paul says in the letter to the Christians in Rome that by the grace of God, we Gentiles were grafted into the people of God like a wild olive branch grafted into a tree with rich roots. An old and now long departed friend of mine lived in the San Joaquin Valley in California where his hobby was growing a variety of fruit trees. In retirement, he had a tree in his backyard in Fresno. Into that tree, into the trunk of that tree, he had grafted, inserted, installed <laughs> branches from different varieties. That one tree was an orchard all by itself, bearing a variety of fruit. All of us here have been grafted in, planted into rich roots. All of us came in by way of the back door. But Prairie Street Mennonite Church also has front doors. Doors of glass that open wide. Amen. Good morning. <clears throat> I'm Sharon Yoder, here from Indiana, Michigan Mennonite Conference, and I bring greetings to you this morning in the name of Jesus, who lives and walks among us. 
I bring greetings to you from Indiana Michigan Mennonite Conference, from your sisters and brothers in the conference, and also from my congregation, Belmont Neighborhood Fellowship, where my husband serves as the pastor. I am so grateful to be with you here today to celebrate, to celebrate God's activity among you in calling Sunitha and Quinn to serve as your co-pastors. This is a very important day, a new beginning for your congregation here at Prairie Street and for Sunitha and Quinn as your co-pastors. And now I invite Sunitha and Quinn to join me here in the front for our service of installation. As I said, this is a very exciting and important day, and I welcome you. Quinn, with your licensing today, we wish to bless you, and we want to publicly state our support of your call to ministry. We believe that God is drawing you to ordained ministry, and we want to encourage you in that. The next couple of years will be a time for you to test, to see if you are drawn to continue on this path, and to see if this set-apart ministry is one to which God and the church continue to call you to. Indiana Michigan Mennonite Conference and this congregation have confirmed your emerging sense of call, and we're delighted to have you join Indiana Michigan Mennonite Conference as a pastor and leader and we promise to walk with you in this time of discernment. Sunitha, you were ordained in 2012 while ministering at Community Mennonite Church in Illinois. We're grateful that God has brought you back to your home. <laughs> we are also grateful for your vision, your heart for Jesus, and your ability to give voice to the voiceless. We are delighted to welcome you as a leader in Indiana Michigan Mennonite Conference through this service today. Welcome. Sunitha and Quinn, our service of installation today is truly a celebration of God's spirit leading. God's spirit has led you to begin a new relationship with this congregation. May God bless the commitment that you are making together and empower you for a graceful ministry. Today is also a day to publicly restate your commitment to Christ and the church. Thus, I have a few questions for you that you will respond to. Sunitha and Quinn, do you renew your baptismal vows, claiming Christ's grace, offering him your trust? I do. I do. Is it your heart's desire to serve God according to God's will for you? I do. I do too. <laughs> do you affirm your devotion to Christ's church and mission? Will you seek to grow in faithfulness to it? 
guided by the Holy Spirit and scripture in the company of this congregation and conference. I will. I will. And are you willing to accept this ministry as a stewardship of God's grace and ongoing preparation for further service, wherever that may be? I am. I am. Sanitha and Quinn, will you endeavor to keep a healthy balance between personal time and ministry, setting appropriate boundaries for the sake of your own health and for a sustainable ministry? Absolutely. No, I will. <laughs> second that. Good. Will you partner with the members of this congregation here at Prairie Street as you seek God's calling together? Will you seek to live openly, honestly, and justly with your sisters and brothers here at Prairie Street and in this community? I will. I will. Sisters and brothers, you have heard the promises that Sanitha and Quinn have made to be in ministry here at Prairie Street and in this community. I invite you now to stand if you're able and to respond to their commitment. Do you receive Sanitha and Quinn as your co-pastors? Will you seek to live honestly, openly, and justly with them? Will you as a congregation love and support them as they minister among you? If so, please respond with, we will. We will. Praise be to God. You may be seated. Sanitha and Quinn, we have heard the support of this congregation. We have also heard your commitment and your love for God and the church. I now license you, Quinn, to Christian ministry. And I install both of you, Sanitha and Quinn, as co-pastors here at Prairie Street Mennonite Church. I do this on behalf of your sisters and brothers in Indiana, Michigan Mennonite Conference, and in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God and mother of us all. Sanitha and Quinn, it will be your task to live by word and deed and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. May our God who created you, Christ who called you, and the Spirit who lit a fire within you, may this God continue to bless you and keep you and empower you for your ministry that God is calling you to here at Prairie Street. Amen. Praise be to God. And now I invite you 
to participate in a blessing for them, to symbolize the way in which you will partner with Sanitha and Quinn in ministry. I invite them now to go down to the front and stand here, and those of you who are able to stand, and please come and surround Sanitha and Quinn. Lay your hands upon them as we offer a prayer of blessing for them. You are partnering in ministry with them. A few of you are planning to participate in this prayer with me. Those of you who are doing that, please come to the podium. Keep coming front as far as you can, and when there's no more room, just lay your hands on the person in front of you. Several of us will be leading in a prayer, a scripted prayer. Then we will pause. And I will give opportunity for any of you to offer spontaneous prayers of blessing for Sanitha and Quinn, but I will cue you at the point that we're ready for that. Please join me in prayer. Holy God, we thank you. Thank you for calling your servants around the world into service for you. Today we are rejoicing. We rejoice in the discernment that brought Sanitha and Quinn to this time and this place. Thank you, O oh Lord God, for your sense of call, for their sense of call, and for the ministry gifts that you have granted them for this ministry. We pray that you would bless Sanitha's heart and Quinn's heart. May your spirit live in their hearts, calling them to love you and to live in ways that honor you. Bless their eyes. Give them your vision and your wisdom. Teach them to perceive your desires and to see what you see with compassion. Bless their feet. Give them the gospel of peace, guiding them to walk where you walk, and to lead with a spirit of love, unity, and purpose. Bless their hands. Give them your faith and trust. May their hands share your love as they work with the leadership team, with this body of believers, and with all whom they will serve around this community. And now I invite any of you who wish to offer another blessing to them to please respond in prayer.
people into their lives. They will show support and care for them. Give them joy in serving you. <laughs> Give them strength in this journey. Grant them all that they need. Shabbat is the most empty time of the kid, the dishes, the kiaisu. We give them unity as they serve together. Oh, Lord God, you have heard our prayers. We thank you and we praise you. Lord, bless now this congregation here at Prairie Street. May their vision for your reign in the world continue to grow. Bless us all. May we continue to grow our hearts in love so that we might feel and see and walk and touch as Jesus does. We pray this all in your precious name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated.
So they told us we don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to try not to preach up here. <laughs> this is God's church. Amen. This is the Iglesia de Dios. Amen. Amen. I am blessed to be here with you this morning. And my prayer for this congregation is that we would seek God moving here in our neighborhood. Some of you probably remember that not too long ago, this church made the decision to stay here in South Central Elkhart. Does anyone remember that? We chose to be here at 1316 Prairie Street in South Central Elkhart. And I would like to invite us all to remember that we are choosing again to stay here at 1316 Prairie Street in South Central. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. If we are the body of Christ, it's, it's interesting that Paul gives us this metaphor of the body because Christ, whom we follow, had a body. And Christ in that body preached and taught and healed. And now Paul says that we are that body. We are the body of Christ. And so I invite us all to think about what does that mean here in South Central? If we are the body of Christ, what would the body of Christ be doing here where we are? And I'm excited to find out what that looks like with all of you. I would first like to ask my family to please stand so you guys, when they come around, you'll know who they are. Please stand. That's my husband, Stephen. He went right to work. <laughs> Those are my sons and daughters and grandbabies, and that's just a few. So um, I wanted to make sure when you see them around, you know they belong here now. So you guys can have a seat. <laughs> I also am excited as I look around this room, uh, one of me and Quinn's great hope for this is this will become a multicultural church. That when you come here, you'll see a little bit of everybody. And this is a great start to what we are hoping for, for this um, gathered uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, I just want to say thank you. And the only other thing I want to say is strap your boots on. It's time to get to work. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> Uh, I, I'll also introduce some of the people that are here. Um, if you're my family, you can just wave. <laughs> I know y'all get embarrassed easy. <laughs> um, and if you're here from the seminary, you can shout a big woohoo! Woo <laughs> si vienen de las clases de inglés, grítale un órale. <laughs> Eso! These are my English students from Goshen, and I'm happy to have you all here. Bienvenidas, bienvenidos a todas, a todos, aquí en la casa de Dios. Well, we're just going to close our time, so I'm going to ask you to just pray with us. Creator and most righteous God, we say thank you. We say thank you for whatever it is you are already doing. Thank you for allowing us to walk in your way. Give us the strength and the courage. Give us these, your children, to grab hands and walk together. Let us show love above all things. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> they asked me to say a quick word about this song. 
I first heard the song that we're going to sing probably here in youth group at Prairie Street many, many decades ago, back in the 20th century. And uh, I thought this was an American folk song, but since have learned that it's actually in its origins a song from the persecuted church in India, mid-19th century, the text uh, of a church persecuted and uh, at the final um, trial of some of the Christians were asked to renounce their faith and said, we can't do that because we have decided to follow Jesus. So I'm not sure quite where the melody comes from, <clears throat> but I heard an alternative melody to that in South Africa. Um, and so we will do that as part of the chorus. We will sing a more traditional melody for the verses and invite you to join. Some of it will also be in Spanish. But as we do, let's be reminded that God cares about Elkhart, but God cares about India and South Africa and all the other places in the world where God has created his people. So let's sing together. We'll sing verse 1 in English, and then verse 1 in Espanol, and then verse 3 in English. And would you please stand, those who are able. And we will also be collecting the offering at this time.
You may be seated. Let us pray together. Lord, we began our service this morning by singing, what is this place where we're meeting, this Prairie Street Church? Only a building, the earth its floor, walls and a roof, sheltering people, windows for light, and an open door, and yet, this place, this place becomes more than a building when we are gathered here and we know that you are with us, that you are near. Then it becomes, then we become a body that lives. And that's what we want. That is what we need. We ask your Holy Spirit to come to us in a new way, to everyone here, to fill our hearts and minds with your love for each other and your love for those around us so that we, even though we have decided, many of us, to follow Jesus, that we can follow you more faithfully. We wait upon you. We open ourselves. We want to listen. Help us to do that, not just today, but every day. For those visiting this morning, we pray a prayer of blessing and peace upon them. May they know that they are loved by you. We pray a special blessing on pastors Sunitha and Quinn in their new leadership roles as pastors. Bless them and their families and keep them. Make your face shine upon them and give them peace. We pray a special blessing upon us, the church members. We also need a special blessing. We need to know how to follow how to lead, how to live, and we want to learn more. There are many among us today with needs in their own lives, needs that might need a special touch or reassurance or healing. We know that there are those who were not able to come this morning due to health reasons. We know that those who maybe are discouraged, maybe they're here, and maybe they stayed away. May you meet the needs of everyone. And we pray for the community just around our church, our neighborhood. Help us to remember the people who live and breathe around us. For our neighborhood around this church and our city, we pray for Mayor Robertson and other leaders. We remember the leaders of our country also in this divisive time. 
May they seek the welfare of all of those who live here. Our world is also in turmoil. There is much uncertainty on many levels. We pray for those places where coronavirus is causing distress, where war and violence are rampant, and where people live in fear. You are the God of the whole world. Let us name out loud right now those places that are near and dear to your heart. Lord, our hearts are full and your world is large. And we think of our brothers and sisters, your children around the world this Sunday morning. And we ask that you would be near to them. And now let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Let's pray together in whatever language you feel more comfortable, the Lord's Prayer, in English, Spanish, or whatever other language. English speakers, let's slow it down a little bit so that all the words from all the languages can get in. Let us pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please turn to the Blue Prairie Street Sings folder to number 6161. We rejoice to be God's chosen. And those who are able, please stand.
stay standing. I have just a few announcements before the benediction. We have a meal scheduled here for everyone. You're all invited to the fellowship hall just down the stairs into the big room uh, for a meal which I understand is supposed to start at 11.30, a half hour earlier than we usually have it. We hope that all of you can stay. You are warmly welcome and there is always enough food. Second of all, uh, we do have about 40 minutes and so um, I think we have time for, uh, if you're um, a child up to grade four, you can meet me in the, uh, I'll be at the bottom of the stairs, you can meet me because grown-ups talk, but it gets a little bit, you get a little bit antsy. And um, we have a little bit of a treasure hunt in the basement. So if you meet me at the bottom of the stairs and you want to participate in that, you are most welcome because God's kingdom, you know, is like a treasure. And so we want to go finding it. Uh, beyond, if you are uh, older than um, uh, youth, um, beyond grade four, um, you should meet Darren. You should meet a lot of people, but Darren is kind of special. Say hi to him. So Darren, can you raise your hand? Hi, there he is. He didn't know I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Just go up and say hi to him. He has. Um, he's a great friend of youth and. Um, others. Um, wonderful. What a wonderful morning of praise, of joy for new beginnings. And so we want to bring this together with a benediction, ending this wonderful service. So I invite you, if you're comfortable, raise your hands for the blessing. May God, the God who is steadfast and encouraging, grant us the, the ability to live in harmony with one another so that together we may, with one voice, glorify the God, the parent of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is why we are here. Go in peace. Amen. Amen.